about uh, getting out there and uh, we're getting more onto YouTube. We're getting all the old season stuff put up. Yes, we are. So cool. Very cool. So uh, welcome to everybody out there. And we are grateful and thankful for uh, y'all joining us and starting season two. And we are going to start uh, Genesis chapter one. So uh, I'm just so glad that we're able to do this. I have a sneeze. You're wondering why I'm pausing like this. I have a sneeze brewing like right Ooh. here. <laughs> Welcome to live yeah. or yes. semi-live uh, recording. I mean, this is so, you know, yeah. So I'm like, got this little sneeze thing brewing and it doesn't know what to do. Now it's gone. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we went through the New Testament in literally a year it took us and uh amazing i know we i know i say this a couple of times we started off a little clunky and then we finally got into a groove i think and uh so hopefully uh everybody out there uh if you're starting fresh with us that you've never listened to us before this is us a little bit more seasoned <laughs> than the first time around so so, uh, did you want to um, start us out in prayer first? Yeah, I'd love to. All right, cool. All right, let's pray. Lord, awesome, awesome Lord. Uh, what a privilege and, and, and blessing uh, to be able to read your word into the world uh, through this podcast and we give you the praise and the glory, Heavenly Father. And, uh, what I'd like to pray for is for our new season. Uh, we've gone through the New Testament. We've learned so much uh, in reading for other people. I, 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 I know other people have learned, but just between me and Lorraine, Lord, I know that you've blessed me tremendously with this opportunity to, to learn. Uh, every time I read, it seems like something new comes out. So what what an awesome awesome way to live lord thank you so much my prayers for our listeners that they continue or they start with us in season two we get some new folks on board lord i pray a blessing over those that decide to listen uh to read to follow and to share and communicate with us lord uh, as we start uh to open up new avenues of, of this we ask a blessing over those avenues that uh, we get your word further and further out into the world lord thank you so much for this opportunity lord thank you so much for lorraine and and what a blessing that she's been lord and for our uh steady followers it is uh amazing to go back and look and see what what you do even weeks after we're done reading uh the chapters and, and how you your word spreads lord we thank you most of all for your son who died for us who died for our sins lord uh, so that we could have this open communication. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit because a uh, uh, few things. For those who have been with us, you know that our mission statement is reading the word of God one chapter a day five days a week, right? Isn't that our mission mm -hmm. statement? 
So I just want you all to know that this is what God put in me and then and, and also into uh, Jeremiah. He breathed this into us a year ago. And um, we're just being faithful and trying to do what we think God has put on us. And, and we've said this from the beginning, even if it's just one person listening to us, mm-hmm. that's the person that needs to be hearing this. And we're good with that. He's blessed us with uh, more than that. More people have been listening. And uh, I was shocked <laughs> the other day when I looked at it. But I'm like, yay. You know, uh, it was amazing to see that there are more people listening or watching. And so uh, we, we're just going to keep going and keep doing it. Now, just to give you guys a heads up, um, and I'm not trying to scare you off because, again, we're going to say this like we always say. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Right. And I'm going to read the overview page from uh, Genesis, the beginning of this, so that you guys understand where we're at. But I've been doing the Old Testament. Hang on. I'm going to tell you exactly. I believe we started in December, my friend and I, Sharon. Uh, Let's see. December 11th of 2020. It's been two years since we started reading the Old Testament, and we are right now in Ezra, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we are almost halfway through the Old Testament. It's taken us two years. So we're not in a rush. Uh, we are going to, you know, keep doing what we're doing, and, you know, God will bless us. Um, maybe if God leads us to do two chapters a day, we might do that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but for right now, we're going to just keep doing what we're doing, right? I agree. Yeah. 100%. All right. Cool. All right. So, uh, let's go ahead and start with, I'm going to, do you want to read the overview? You want me to read it? Well, I've been using my web Bible. Oh, it doesn't have your overview. All right. So I'm well, I'm going to read it. I'll read it. That's fine. No, I started to do, I started to read through uh, the first chapter before I tried to do it, but I didn't get too far with it. But um, there's two things that I thought were kind of cool. So it tells us the overview. Genesis opens with two accounts of creation. The first describes the events in chronological order. The second considers the events topically in order to focus on one particular aspect of creation. The first provides a wide angle view of the creation of the universe. The second takes a zoom lens look at the climax of creation, which is man and woman, for they are the ones who will bear God's image and enjoy God's fellowship in the garden prepared especially for them. So you're looking at the creation, the physical creation of the world and the universe, and then you're also the big pinnacle, the finale, so to speak, of the creation of man and woman. But this is what I thought was kind of cool. So it's the under the uh, daily walk. What is the longest book you've ever read? What is the greatest distance you've ever walked? What is the biggest meal you've ever eaten? And what could these three curious questions possibly have in common? In case you haven't guessed, they are all examples of big projects completed in small stages, which is what we do. We're doing this big project in small stages. Mm -hmm. So to me, this is an encouragement that we are on the right track and we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Um, And then it goes on, you know, you uh, 
read that book one page at a time, covered that distance one step at a time, ate that meal one bite at a time. One page, one step, one bite. It might not seem like much when compared to the whole, but each brings you closer to your goal. We started this venture a year ago. We started out with Matthew chapter one and it took us a year to read it. And for those of you who did it, who for those of you who hung in there, cool, great. For those of you who started but then fell off, that's okay. You know what? You can go back, you can go watch, you can start back in Matthew one if you want, or you can start with us in, in Genesis. You know, it's it's one bite at a time, one page at a time, one chapter at a time. So yep. I know I'm kind of being wordy here and I'm sorry, but I just wanted to be um, encouraging because this is not hard. Everybody thinks that it is hard, but it's not. Um, and especially for the new readers, the new Christians who are out there, um, if you're searching and this is something you think, oh my gosh, this is such a huge undertaking. Yeah, it is, but it's not, you know, just, just go with it. And God will reveal to you exactly what it is that you have to learn for that particular day. So, yeah. okay. Now I said it, got it off my chest. Is there anything you want to add to that, mister? Um, no, I'm just encouraged with, uh, what you said. And yeah, it's, you know, we're not trying to rush through it having to, you know, we're not trying to read it in a year where you have to get through five chapters a day, you know, it's really one chapter, one step. It, for, it is for us one chapter a day, but if you, if you are, oh, and by the way, let's back up for those who are new to this podcast. Um, just to be clear, we started off with, sorry, there's a little bit of um, shininess. Is that backwards to you or is it right? It's correct. Is it backwards okay. for you? It is on my screen. Cause my camera reads it backwards. I don't know why it's really weird and I don't know how to fix it. Cause I'm not a techie, but we are doing the <laughs> daily walk Bible. It's the new living translation. Um, and we've been doing this since the beginning. Uh, we chose this because it's an, an easy version to read and, um, it feels more user-friendly to me, uh, but it's also, if you're all reading the same New Living Translation, it's less of a distraction if you choose this version. If you're, if you're on your Bible app, that's fine, but I would choose New Living Translation because then you're not distracted by different words right. and different right. Uh, versions or whatever, you know. Uh, sometimes they use different words in different ways, so. Okay, all right. Let's go ahead and dive in. Genesis chapter one, and this is season two, episode 54.1, right? Did yep. I get that right, Jen? You Jenna? got it. The account of creation. <clears throat> in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that that light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters and to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. 
And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the water sea. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation. Every sort of seed bearing plant and trees that grow seed bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed bearing plants and trees with seed bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind and God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came marking the third day. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the star. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came marking the fourth day. Then God said, let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and everything that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed and morning came marking the fifth day. Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals of the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees of your for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that, is, that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed 
and morning came making the sixth day. Whew. Wow, that was a lot. Yes. I tried to highlight as I was talking and I I did a little I did a lot of it actually. <laughs> I did more than I thought. <laughs> Oh, I can see. So you're highlighting on there. I can see your yellow. That's what yeah. you're highlighting. I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm, okay, so all this time you've been doing that, I just noticed it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. It, it's what happens when I get old. All right. So do you want to start with what you um, what you highlighted? Well, and I didn't highlight this, but uh, what's great here is. Uh, the first line there in the beginning, God. So, you know, we're starting off first book of the Bible. The first verse, the first portion is saying in the beginning, God. Yeah. That's it. From, from the very beginning, there was God. There was nothing before God. There's going to be nothing after God. It's all God, all time, everything. So that's, I think that's really significant. And when we start the Bible and we start our, our journey that we understand that God is the beginning. Yes. Yep. The beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega. He said it yeah. from all times. So yeah, mm -hmm. I actually, I highlighted, I highlighted everything from one through five. So you're going to have to pick and choose what's <laughs> most <Okay>. important. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. I get like this really out of vivid image in my head where it says, and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. I mean, he's just hovering, mm -hmm. you know, that, I don't know. I can't even, you know, like, like, what is he doing? He's hovering over, you know, over all of this, uh, surface of the waters, you know, I don't know. Do you get that like kind of image of like this big being? I I, I do, but I, I want to say, and I don't remember exactly. Um, so it's kind of written from what I've listened to others and, 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 and seen like the it's, it's translated better. Um, someone that was actually speaking Hebrew, like transfer trend made it better sounding than, than I could. Um, to help understand it in the way that everything was just kind of empty and God was there. So it's not like the tradition of how the old um, world thought of creation is kind of in tune with Genesis. And so old tradition is that there was void and empty, but they had an understanding of, I guess, of the water and mm -hmm. why that's so important okay. of everything being forwarded. Again, I'm not doing it justice. I don't remember exactly, but. Yeah. Um, There's seems... probably more to it if you read the Hebrew version, right? right. Is that what you're right. saying? Yeah, okay. it translates a little differently for the exact words. Like, it doesn't just mean there was water, but it, it it's a deeper meaning than water. So we're going to go, before we continue on with talking about the chapter, we encourage everybody out there to do research. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the one thing we didn't say, because if you're a new listener, uh, Jeremiah and I are not 
Uh, we didn't go to seminary. We're not pastors. We're merely just like you are, just lay people being led to read the, the book of God out into the world. And I coined this phrase at the very beginning. This is God's autobiography. This yeah. is a way to get to know him better. And so, you know, we, we're encouraging you to go back and, you know, read the Torah, you know, you know, read the first five books, you know, get, get more, the more, you know, I mean, it's very, very important to do that. So, okay, let's move on. Um, so, uh, I highlighted, like I said, all the way through five, but what pings on me is, you know, the things that, that we all know because they're common verses that's out in the world, you know, let there be light. And there was light mm -hmm. and God saw that this light was good. And that, if you've noticed, he said that in every day, every day he said, and this is good. I just didn't get a chance to highlight it in every single spot. Um, but he says it, you know, he sees that what he's doing is, is good. Um, what did you highlight there? Well, I don't let, let there be light and the light was good. I mean, what, what I find fascinating is how I can't grasp the fact of light without the sun, like day without the sun and night without the moon and stars. Like it, it, it doesn't like, he said it, so it was. So it's hard for me to imagine what day and night was without, you know, the sun, the moon, and stars. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> These are things that I don't, I don't understand as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I will say, um, if you notice how poetic this is, and someone had to point this out to me, is how the days correlate, right? And then we'll get into them more, but like, so for the first day he created light and dark, right? And that correlates exactly with the, the fourth day. So one and four, two and five and three, six, they all correlate. So on, on the first day he created light and dark. And then on day four is when he created the sun, the moon and the stars. Oh, that's interesting. Right. And then we're going to yeah. see. In, in day two, he created, he separated the waters. So there's, there's sky and there's, there's water. So on the fifth day, he's got the birds of the sky and the sea creatures. And day three is when he created the land. And that's the third day he created everything that roams on the land. On, on day six, he does that. So, so one in four, two correlates with. Five, you said? Yep. And then three correlates with six. Six. That's very interesting. I'm yeah. going to have to do a little bit of, I'm going to go back and, okay, so one to four, two to five, and three to six. That's cool. Somebody pointed that out to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. I never, I never heard that before. That's really yeah. neat. Okay, so I didn't highlight anything in six except for uh, an evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. I did that for every single one of those, marking the third day, marking the fourth day, and marking the fifth and sixth day. Um, did you do anything in six? Well, yeah, so because it's now marking the days, like, so I put, there was a space between the waters to separate the waters from the heavens, 
and the waters of the earth. Just, again, to correlate the days correctly for me. So day two was the waters of the earth and the sky is what he created. Okay. All right. And then going into nine, uh, God called the dry ground land and the water sea, and God saw that it was good. That's what I highlighted. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't see what you highlighted. Uh, the, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place. So dry, so dry ground appears the land. So that's what I that. highlighted. Okay. So, uh, and then it goes on to say that the land is produced. This is in 12. I popped down to 12. Did you do anything before that? No. The land produced vegetation, uh, all sorts of seed bearing plants, trees with seed bearing fruit. Their seeds produce plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Mm -hmm. And evening passed and morning came making the third day. Marking. Mm-hmm. God saw it was good. I meant to underline that. Okay, sorry. I'm mumbling to myself. Um, and then going into 14, what did you get? Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night and let the let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. And let these lights in the sky shine, shine down on the earth. Um, so time. I, I was just going to say time and date. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. So he's not only creating light and day, night and day, day and light, but like you just said, he's creating time. Yeah. Space for and time. Humans. Yeah. Oh, that's like pretty he, cool. Which is great. Like, I mean, this goes into the, like, God is thinking about us. Right, because there's no time for him. I mean, he, he doesn't need the end of a day, but it helps us as humans to be able to mark things by time. Because I guess we have a limited time at this point. Well, well, no. At this point, when he created us, we didn't have any limitations. Well, true. Right? There, true. there. So we were we were unlimited at this point, but. Uh, but I think he knew that humans, physical humans, because he's going to tell us to rest. Mm -hmm. So, you know, God gave us the gift of sleep because our bodies need it. So I think that in order for us to know when to go to sleep, we needed space and time and dates. So I think that, you know, he's a God of order. This is the biggest thing, you know, and I think we've said this in the past, but Obviously, you know, he's doing this in, and it says it up here, chronological order. He's doing everything chronologically in the way it needs to be done. He's very precise. You know, he's not willy-nilly. He doesn't just throw a dice and say, oh, let's try it this way today. No, no, no. He's got a plan and he, and he sticks to it. And so that's the assurance that we have, you know, that we have a God that's a God of order. You know, and he gave that to us as a gift, I think. Oh, yeah. So I ended up highlighting everything down almost through to 23. So you're going to have to take the lead on this and tell me what's the most important. <laughs> um, well, just on the whole time thing, the, the, the larger 
God created two great lights and the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. Um, then I highlighted in, in 20, God said, let the waters swarm with fish and other life and let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. Uh, this being the fifth day correlates with day number two, where he created the sky and, and the waters on the earth. Yeah. Yep. And so God created the sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water. And God saw that it was good. Mm -hmm. I like to underline that. And I did that up in the other one too, underlined it. And then evening passed and morning came marking the fifth day. Um, so then going into 24, let the earth produce every sort of animal. Did you highlight that? Yes. Each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. So now he's filling the world with animals mm -hmm. and everything. Bugs, snakes, the whole kit and caboodle, every, everything. Right. And God saw that it was good. Mm -hmm. And then I did all of 26 and 27. Did you pick out anything? I, I specifically highlighted in our image to be like us. Right? So God's talking to someone, right? And it's it's Jesus because if we read you know in the New Testament we've read in in the beginning there was the Word and the Word was with God that was in John. That's right. The Gospel of John, right? And who does John refer to as the Word? Jesus. Yeah. So and it's we just said this. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say it just shows the complete story that even in the first chapter, like. God is this. The Bible's the story of Jesus, right? Uh, God's love for us and how Jesus is that physical example of that coming in to save us eventually. Um, it, it was from the beginning. You know what? And we said that we said that prior to starting this uh, study. I think last week we might have mentioned it, but there, the whole Old Testament, you're going to find Jesus. Yes. In bits and pieces, you're going to keep finding him. And it's amazing uh, how he re is revealed to us uh, it, all throughout it. So, you know, with the prophecies, um, you know, I, I think it's Isaiah is really big with, with a lot of the prophecies. But, mm -hmm. you know, this is the beginning of it. This is the beginning of, yeah, speaking to, you know, let us make, let us, you know, you might want to circle that. Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. You know, you're right. That's a hundred percent. You know, God's saying, you know, talking to his own son right yeah. there. That's really cool. Um, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. I highlighted that whole thing. And then he goes on to tell, you know, well, he said this to the animals, but he's also well, saying it to, I'm sorry, what? Can I add something there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. 
Um, I think that verse 27 is um, a, a, a line of responsibility for humans. Like, since we're made in his image, both male and female, you know, there's no s- distinction there, right? So male and female are created like God. Not Not one is better than the other. But the responsibility then that he's going to give us, you know, as humans on this earth, that's a pretty important thing to think about. Yes. And how we treat each other and how we treat animals and the earth. I mean, you're going to, we're going to read it here in verse 28, but I mean, it's, I think it's a pretty big responsibility that we have. I'm writing that down. Our responsibility You know, and it's not just our responsibility to taking care of all of what he's put on the earth, but I think, too, because you're saying, you know, men and women, it's our responsibility to be his representation. Yes. Right? Yes. Responsibility and representation. I like that. Because if we are his image, we have to be him to everybody. So, you know, our responsibility is to be, and we say this all the time, you know, be the example of Jesus. Yep. But you also want to be the example of God and his love. Mm-hmm. So our responsibility, I don't know, what did I say, to represent God? Represent, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm writing this in my, I write into my, okay, so for anybody, I don't know, you probably can't see it, but I write in the margins and I write up at the top. I mean, I write. It's okay to write in your Bible. I'm just saying that out loud. If you can write notes down, you know, that will remind you of what you just read and help you to retain it. Um, this is for the listeners out there. Do it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with writing in your Bible. I write in pencil. My little nubby pencil. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so that was a good point. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Um, so I, I marked down here, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. I highlighted all of that. Did you? I did. And then it says rain over the fish in the sea. I should have highlighted that too. Sorry. Uh, birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the the ground. Did you do anything else towards the end between 29 and 31? Um, I did 30 I, where it says, I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. It, it's, it's always just a fun to point out, like we were all vegetarians in the beginning. Oh, that's interesting. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along, everything that has life. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. So he finished it out on the sixth day. And then we'll find out what happens in two uh, come Monday. Cool. 
So uh, for anybody who's new to this podcast, uh, so what we're going to be doing is uh, Jeremiah and I do Fridays and then Monday through Thursday, you just have all of this. (laughs) So that's, that was really cool. Starting out, you know, starting out reading the first chapter of uh, Genesis. That was a lot of stuff. And again, like we said, there's Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus was right there in the very beginning, and and he's right there at the end. If you did the New Testament with us, you'll know where he is at the end. So we are at the point of saying, uh, if you haven't made Jesus Lord of your life, if you haven't accepted him into your heart as your Lord and Savior, we always give this opportunity every time uh, to everyone. to We call it the sinner's prayer because we are all sinners. Everybody who's on this earth, that's the way it is. We we went, and you're going to read about that coming up in a couple of chapters, I believe. So, uh, but we're all sinners. But if you want to receive uh, the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, we will say the prayer, and you can say it with us if you're ready to receive Christ. And um, it's not a magic prayer. We always say this. Uh, this is between you and God, and um, and your relationship. So let's uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will follow him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, uh, congratulations and welcome into the family of Jesus Christ you are adopted in. Uh, This is amazing. We are always happy to hear. If you became a Christ follower today, please let us know on, go ahead, you want to tell them where to tell us? Uh, You can email us, uh, Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org. We get those emails, um, so you definitely can get in contact with us with that. Uh, you can comment on Facebook. Uh, we're now on Instagram. Uh, you can see us there. Uh, we're going to be on TikTok very soon. I know Lorraine's very excited about that. Um, uh, you can always <laughs> go to our website as well and check us out. Uh, we have links to our social medias. We have uh, leapoffaithpodcast.org is the website but you can hit our, our social medias we love to hear from people we love for people to share and uh, let us know what's going on yeah absolutely and and if you did say the prayer uh, you know uh, like he said we love to hear from you we always love to hear if anybody got saved but uh, and if you you know if you have a prayer request um We'll, we'll pray for you. Uh, you know, if you just say, you know, hey, I'm having some trouble, you know, we'll pray for you. We'll say prayer. We include you, you know, with that. So, but also we encourage you to get to uh, either a church or a pastor if you have questions. Uh, there are people who are much more um, educated and will help you mm-hmm. to get to the next uh, step, the next level. So we encourage you to get to a church, 
uh, get involved, uh, get involved with a ministry. Uh, you can start a ministry. I mean, we did a year ago and, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to be a professional pastor. You can start a, a Bible study. You can use this as your Bible study if you want. Uh, we're good with that. Uh, so yeah, we always encourage you to, uh, start living for Jesus is what it, and that's the whole point of being a Christian is to, to live for Jesus. So, yep. all right. So now the next thing that we normally do is the little things. So, um, we didn't really talk about the little things before this. Uh, did we, did we say what we were going to talk? Oh, we did. Yeah. Kind of, yes. sort of, <laughs> sort of, I think so. <laughs> We did. Okay. So, um, so my friend Sharon, and you're going to hear about Sharon, uh, cause she's my other Bible partner. She's my, she's my prayer warrior. I've got two prayer warriors in my life. I've got my friend Sharon and my sister Andrea. Uh, they're my two go-tos and my sister Claudia, she prays too. So, um, but so Sharon had sent me a picture and I'm going to post this to our Instagram, I think today. Uh, yeah. But this, I wrote this from her, if that's coming up. Um, and it's seven power words for reading your Bible. <clears throat> so the first one is pray, which we do that. Read, think, apply it, write in it, discuss it, and live it. Mm. So I thought these were all very pertinent. And I think possibly she might have gotten this maybe from Robert Emmett from Community Bible Church years ago. That's possible. And if that's the case, I'm giving props to him. I hope we don't have to give him any royalties for that. <laughs> yes, if everything that comes rolling in. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we're just swimming in money, you know. <laughs> so, so if you notice, this is exactly our... Um, format and we've been doing this from the beginning and I didn't even know about this until like maybe a month ago so we always start out with prayer we then read our bible and then we discuss it we think about it and then we apply it we try to apply it to our daily lives you know mm -hmm. whatever is pertinent uh, I just said write in it write in your bible you know write uh, you know somebody else I'm going to bring another person into this. David Jeremiah says, and I have not done this. He said that if you actually write the Bible in your own handwriting, you absorb it. It's absorbed into you more and better. So he's basically saying, rewrite the Bible in your own handwriting. I'm going to say this out loud. I I will try to do that, but I'm not going to commit to it. I'm going to say it out loud. I, I love the, his heart and I love the way that he, and I'm sure that that is absolutely true Yes. because yes. I used to do that in college. I would take, I would write my notes and like scribbling down. And then I would go to a study hall afterwards and I would rewrite my notes, filling in mm. what I didn't understand. Cause sometimes you just write, you know, random stuff. And you're like, what the heck was that? What, what did I mean by that? But I rewrote it. And so, yeah, there's a study that says if you, you remember a certain percentage of what you see, certain percent percentage of what you hear, but the biggest percentage of things you remember are things that you write down. 
Exactly. So write it down, uh, discuss it, and live it. So these are seven power words for reading your Bible. I have a little story about that, writing writing the Bible down. I love stories. So uh, (laughs) in high school, (laughs) I went to a, a small Christian school. So a long, long time ago. I really don't know what I did. I can't remember. I mean, obviously it wasn't necessarily terrible, but yeah. I got detention for it for whatever it was. And so in detention, I had to write uh, Romans chapter one through five. And oh I God. will attest that yes, I do. Uh, I love Romans. Uh, and then, uh, I, I do remember a lot of what I wrote. And then there's a book by um, uh, a pastor here in San Max Lucado uh, oh, that yeah. has really helped me grow called In the Grip of Grace. And he basically breaks down Romans and talks about uh, God, forgiveness, oh. and grace. Highly recommend that book. Love that book. But anyways, it, it, a lot of that's taken from Romans. And I, I did. I wrote. Actually, I don't think I got all the way through chapter five. But anyways, in that one detention, I had to write it, and it it has stuck. But the other thing that happened was I got a little – let me get this up. I got a little bump over my wrist <laughs> for writing oh straight for, for however long it was, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it was. So I, And I had to go to the doctor, and I forget what they called it. Some kind Bible of cyst cyst. or something. Yeah. A Bible cyst. <laughs> yeah. You know why it's called a Bible cyst? No. Oh, from because people they... probably transcribing the Bible. No. Well, maybe. But what they would do, because I had one of those from counting money when I was working in the bank. It's like it was like right in the middle here. Yeah. Like yeah. Next, right? Yeah. So the reason why it's called a Bible cyst is because they would take a Bible, because the Bibles were so big. And they'd smash it with the Bible. They they'd squish it. Isn't that horrible? Yeah, yeah I heard he that story. Do now, that. I don't know. If, you know what? If anybody knows anybody out there who might know the story behind that, if that's true, let us know. We'd like to hear. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, that's I've never heard that. But he. Well, I've heard. I heard that, and because I think it was a dog that told me. Yeah, sometimes they just smash them. But yeah. I think we just let it go away eventually I think is what happened yes because uh, I think it did eventually go away but yeah it was just the strangest thing that little bump after because obviously yeah. I didn't write that much in high school so having to write it for that short period of time uh, yeah that's so funny yeah mine eventually just kind of went away I mm. can still feel a little bit in there that's really funny because I haven't thought about that for years but because I was counting money like yeah, it's, a, it was a, it's the same movement, I guess, is what causes it yeah. to, to happen. So, How funny. We both had the same thing. I know. That's funny. I did not know it was called a, a, a Bible, Bible cyst. That is yeah, hilarious. And that was before the internet. Like, we didn't have internet back yeah. then. Way back right. in the day. Um, well, and I, we didn't, I, yeah. I was going to say, I got to say, that teacher was one of my favorite teachers. Um, I hadn't talked to him in a while, but we kept in touch for a little bit. And he was just, he was a good guy. Uh, and you know, looking back, I kind of look back on fondness on that time, you know, because yeah, again, I can't remember what I did. 
Yeah. I don't think I deserved what I got. <laughs> well, and if you actually think about, you know, like how many times, oh my gosh, I, I, I know I did it to Joshua. I don't think I did it to Gabriel, but I would make them write, you know, 50 times mm-hmm. or a hundred times. I will not, whatever it was that he did that was wrong. How many times in school did you have to do that? I mean, yeah, going back to those days, I mean, they don't do that now because everything is like texting. You know, yeah. Typing. Yeah. So funny. That is really funny. So, you know, something had popped into my head to talk about. Now I can't think about what it was. That is really terrible, isn't it? It is. I should have written it down. I was writing it about uh, Max Locato. I was writing the name of his book down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Okay. So I'm going off to another tangent here. So my sister gave me a book to read called uh what's the one that it's they made the movie out of it just recently reese witherspoon where the crawdads sing have you heard about that i heard it was a really boring movie well you know what it's funny because my sister sent me this book to read this was like a month ago and i kept putting it off i'm like you know and so i started reading it and i'm like why did she send me this book you know i'm like it's, it, it, it didn't start picking up until like kind of into it a little bit mm-hmm. and then like a couple of nights in a row i just i couldn't put it down like i would sl- i was reading until like i don't know one o'clock in the morning <laughs> trying to get this book done i think that's why i was up last night because i finished it last night oh. and i think that that's what kept me awake but anyway it was okay. The book was real good. She says the book was better than the movie. I don't know how they transcribed this book into a movie because of the way it was written. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Finally got around to reading a book. I put down my iPad. Now I, I feel like I'm on a, a roll here. i got to start reading a little bit more. All right, I got some yeah. books for you to read. You do? Sure. Like, I'll recommend fiction some books. or nonfiction. Either okay. way. Well, I might have to tap into that. I actually have a bunch of books that people have given me over the years that while I was raising children, I didn't have time to read them. Mm-hmm. So I have to go back and start reading. Re- I did read another book called My I Am David. Did I tell you about that? Mm-hmm. That was a good book. It was as I like to read young adult books because they're in my you know because i'm not mature (laughs) i'm stuck in middle school and high school basically according to my husband (laughs) somewhere along the way (laughs) so anyway this book about david is about this little boy who was in a um, concentration camp and somehow he escapes and it's about his travels to get to finding his mother he's trying to find his family get away it was actually pretty good it was a little skinny book it didn't take long to read it it was a good book well i got one um i'm a huge fan of an author named malcolm gladwell you probably if i'm sure you've heard of him or if you look him up i mean he's really popular really good writer he's got some really good books and usually his books are pretty thick um, have you ever like heard Stephen the concept King's of, book? huh? Do I like Stephen King thick? You ever see Stephen like King's thicker. books? They're like, no, his are thicker. Like it it yeah. was that thick. 
Yeah. No, it's this thick and like it's it's huge. Um, okay. You ever heard the concept about ten thousand hours? Like you become an expert at something if you spend ten thousand hours doing it. Yeah. Oh, well, you got to read another book. Uh, okay. So he's um, he wrote a book called David and Goliath. So and then I'm going to bring this up. You know, when we get further down the line, we actually get to David and Goliath. But it's from kind of a secular view about David and Goliath. And, and what I love about nonfiction books is a lot of them like tell stories in the books. And so he tells a lot of story, real life stories that correlate to whatever his theme of is the book and the Buddhist point. But he takes a really uh, good look at that story of David and Goliath and kind of really, it, I think it does a great job of what God does with us. Uh, as humans and how we should be David more though, more so than we think. Um, and the concept is basically like David didn't just walk into that fight with Goliath. I mean, he walked in with faith. We, we all know that, but he didn't walk in there like, like he won the lottery. That's how he killed Goliath. I mean, there, there was a lot of prep work that went into being who David was at that time and how he came to that point and why he had confidence in addition to the faith that he had. So he does a really good job of breaking that down and then feeds other stories into what we think a David and Goliath story is and what really is a David and Goliath story. Really good book. And it's not that his, that, that one actually is pretty thin. It's a, it's a pretty short book. Um, oh, good. That's a very good books. book. I usually That's listen to his books because they're so long. And like, I got to listen to it because I'm not going to flip there and read the whole thing. Well, I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look it up and see. So this book is a secular view. It's not, he's not a Christian writer. He doesn't profess to be atheist. He doesn't profess to be Christian. Um, in any of his books, he's, it's really, he's a researcher. And okay. he looks at data. Right. And so. Uh, whether he is or not, he doesn't lead one way or the other. He just provides facts, and this is what... So it's a very good look uh, on, on the whole story of David and Goliath. And all his books are really well thought out and well written, where you know he's trying to get... He actually provides, in a lot of his books, two sides to the story. So the, the reader can make up their own mind, but he provides, he, oh man, he does a lot of research, but provides all the facts and kind of like, you know, hey, you're reading this, figure out what you think. Huh, cool. Yeah, really good writer. I will look him up. I yeah, will look yeah. him up. I'm really trying to get better about reading because I know that, especially when you start to get old, you really have to stretch your brain. Mm-hmm. And you really have to, you can't, and this is, and this is not just for older people. This is for, I mean, young kids, if you're out there listening and I'm, I don't know what our demographic is, probably not young people because look at what you're looking at <laughs> if you're watching this. <laughs> but um, if you are out there, you got to get off your phones. You really do. You got to get off your phones. You got to get off your iPads, off your computers. You know, yeah, it's fun swiping. It's fun looking at, you know, TikTok and 
Instagram or whatever you're on, but you've got to get your brain engaged with actually physically reading and physically writing. Like we just said, people, you know, for a short period of time, I don't know if it happened in Texas, but out here in California, they actually made it that you didn't have to uh, learn to write in cursive. I don't know if you heard about that. And that to me is a travesty, A, because I think that writing in cursive is an art form. I, I mean, I, I wanted to have really good penmanship. I wanted to have it clear. And I think I do have pretty decent penmanship. But actually, like we were just saying, you write it and you absorb it, absorb it better. Um, and it's like a connection. And if you're not getting that connection, man, your, your brain is not, you're not fi finishing the mapping that God started. You know, there are, there are, there are studies of, uh, people, children in, uh, unfortunate circumstances where they are not able to read. They're not able to engage their brains and if they map their brains they're they're supposed to be connections going on electric connections and they're stopping that by not engaging in that uh in the whole the reading the writing you know i hate to say it arithmetic you've got to do math you got to figure it out because oh all of this is going to get you. I'm, I know. I know that sounds so crazy, but it's true. No, but it's true. And it's I'm, true. One hundred percent. I'm kind of on a rant here, and I hope that uh, you know somebody hears it. You know, uh, I've I've gotten into a bad habit of just getting on my iPad and playing solitaire, or you know, and that's my excuse. Words with friends. I do. I still do words with friends, and um, you know. It does help you, you know, to play those games. You're still engaging your brain, but you have to get off yeah. of the electronics for a short period of time. Uh, so that's my public service announcement for people. So, well, I think that's it. I think we've exhausted our, our uh, time here. Um, so uh, you got anything else to say there, Jeremiah? Uh, have a great weekend and... Uh... See you next week. <laughs> next Friday. That's right. So we're going to say God bless you. Have a great day, a great week. We don't know what time it is that you're watching us, morning, noon, or night, but we're glad you were able to join us. So I'll see you all on Monday. So you all take care. All right. We'll see you.